0: another one that is long overdue y'all this i should have did this the same day that i dropped the episode for the shy season three but i didn't slip my mind and i'm sorry that it did of course this episode is going to be about atlanta not only season three but season four we are getting two seasons people in 2021 if i've read that article correctly yes they said Atlanta will return with seasons three and four in 2021. Now, first of all, let me just say this. If you are a fan of good television shows, good programming, not the programming that these conspiracy theorists talk about, y'all know what I mean. And if you are a fan of great black television, you have to see this show this is one and i was a late bloomer to it i saw like the trailers here and there when it dropped i think it dropped in 2016 and i remember seeing the trailers and people were telling me about it and i was like i was like i'll get around to it eventually i'm already you know the walking dead has my heart right now but (laughs) i remember watching one episode of this movie this movie of this tv show y'all one episode, yo, and very rarely does this happen to me when I start a TV show. I don't like getting into TV shows as it is because it's too much of a commitment, man. It's season after season after season. They kill characters. They bring in new characters and they all types of plots and twists and turns and shit. So I keep my TV shows very limited, maybe five or six at most. But this one became one of my favorite shows I have ever been blessed enough to see on screen and in front of my face because watching the first episode I immediately binged the entire series that day that entire season that day and this is the show that I, it's, it's hard for me to explain because the way that this show is written and directed the, the humor they inject in here this isn't one of those shows where I love shows that don't have a laugh track. You get to you get to decide what's funny to you. You know, I feel like with certain shows and, you know, I, I'm not one to judge because I grew up on shows with laugh tracks and some of them are my favorites. However, I started getting into shows that don't have laugh tracks where you get to decide what's what's funny to you. You know, you get to find little little hidden gems, little hidden comedic gems everywhere more places than you could even imagine and even the things that might not even intentionally be funny can be funny sometimes this is one of those shows where the humor is just so unique that when you laugh i, f- I feel like it's earned you earn th- they earn the laughter basically is what i'm trying to say you know it's nothing is forced none of the humor is forced none of the content is forced it's very relevant and big shout-out to Donald Glover for creating this show, man. I, I This guy, when I say he's a renaissance man, he's an inspiration for me because the guy, he writes, he directs, he produces, he raps, he sings, he acts. He, he does it all, man. Renaissance, man. So big shout-out to Donald Glover. And I can actually understand why we're not getting season three as quick as we plan because not only are you getting Donald Glover here the main players basically for this show you know I didn't go as far as to write down every cast member because you have regulars you have people who pop up every couple of episodes you have people who you never see again so the main players basically of course Donald Glover who plays Earn Brian Tyree Henry who plays Paperboy aka Al Um, actually I should have said that the other way around Al aka Paperboy, Lakeith Stanfield who plays Darius and Beats who plays Van now those are your main players your main four characters and with good reason because the talent the talent between these four individuals is unmatched for me it's totally unmatched man these are some of the most talented motherfuckers I have ever seen and It's not like they I mean, I'm sure they've been around for years like on the low low, but their rise to fame is so well deserved at this point. Just from this show alone, and I'm not surprised that it's taken this long to get season three off the ground because these people, they are some busy motherfuckers, man. And rightfully so. Donald Glover is fresh off of the Lion King. You know, he's so he's got that Disney money. He's um. He, he was in, uh, what is it, uh, Solo, a Star Wars movie where he plays Lando Clarissian in the prequel. Like, man, y- you know, that's Disney money again. And you're in a Star Wars universe now. Brian Tyree Henry, man, he's one of those guys who I love to see pop up. I remember watching uh, Widows. I had no idea he was in that movie. And he's great in that movie. Um, White Boy Rick. had no idea he was in that movie he's great in that too and i remember when i found out he was going to play uh detective mike norris in child's play i was happy i was waiting for the naysayers to say oh well norris wasn't black but who who the fuck cares it's a brand new thing and he was cool in that as that he was a cop but he wasn't that asshole cop he had you know he was cool he had some some chill to him the keith stanfield man that's a guy um You know, if you want to classify, people out there classify LaKeith Stanfield as weird and awkward, embrace it. I'm glad he embraces it because I embrace my weirdness all the fucking time. And this is a guy who doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks. He's going to do his own thing regardless. He's a a different type of spirit, man. He was was actually the guy in Get Out who, you know, he gets snatched up in the beginning. Then when you see him again, he's kind of clean shaven. He's got the, you know, he's got the... um, The, 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 not even a fedora. It's like this big ass straw hat on. He's the one that Daniel Kaluuya takes a picture of. And when the flash goes off on his face, he, you know, he starts screaming, Get out. His nose starts bleeding. He's in The Girl. God damn it. What is this movie called? Somebody out there will correct me as they do. The Girl. Who got caught in a spider's web or something like that? I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the movie, but he's in that. Uh, Lakeith's also in Sorry to Bother You, which is which is a movie I haven't checked out yet, but it looks amazing. He's in a new movie coming out also with Issa Rae called The Photograph, which is a romance. It's a rom com, so I can't wait to see that. You know, black rom coms are definitely making their their comeback in the world. And lastly, is the Z Beats. God damn it, man! I'm not gonna go on and fanboy too much but I love this actress man she was one of the best thing even though she's barely in it she was one of the best things on screen about Joker because she's starting to be one of those actresses for me and you know I I make comparisons from time to time I'm pretty sure people don't agree with them but she's starting to be one of those actresses to me who who has that Taraji thing about her that like you know I say that in a sense that Taraji can Tell a story with her eyes and she's been doing it since baby boy. She can look a certain way and tell it. You know, her dialogue will speak um, through her emotions, you know, through her eyes, through her facial expressions. And as serious as the Z beats can look, she can also tell. You know, she can speak dialogue without saying anything at all, man. And she's just that. I love her as one of my favorite up and coming actresses. She she was in Joker. She was awesome in uh Deadpool 2. She plays Domino. That was another uproar I was enjoying because people were like, Oh, Domino's not black. She doesn't have an Afro. So what? She looks like something from a futuristic Pam Grayer reboot or something, man. She was foxy as hell in that in that movie. I loved it. So between the four of these main players and their their schedule i understand why it's taking time and it's something i told somebody a couple weeks ago they were like what was taking so long man i can't wait and i'm just like listen with what they gave us the first two seasons there's no doubt in my mind season three is definitely going to be worth it and season four is going to be a treat it's just an added bonus for us now donald glover man this guy, he, he he created the show, he wrote it. It's also a few other writers to it Jamal, Alori, uh, Stephen Glover, who is Donald Glover's brother, Ibra, Aki, I think I said that name right, Stephanie Robinson. There's a lot of different writers, as most TV shows have. There's a lot of different directors. One of the main directors is Hiro Murai. And that's like Donald Glover's right hand man. You know, he thanks him at a lot of award speeches and stuff like that. Now, like I said, this show dropped in 2016, people, and literally blew me away man which is it's funny as fuck it's it's basically like you know some people compare it to Twin Peaks um like a black version of Twin Peaks I never really got into that all like that but I can kind of get where they're going with it as far as how awkward and just unknowing and surreal it can be you know there are things in this show that have either left me guessing or have just flat out creeped me out and i'll get to what left me both in a second but yeah man uh you know it premiered and basically the overall thing for season one for me well the plot basically is earn you know earns you know he's he's got a job it's not consistent he's got uh, a, a daughter with a van played by zz beats and you know they're they have this off and on relationship where one second they're in bed together they're about to have sex and he'll say the wrong thing to her and she'll get offended and then you know she'll just be like yeah i can't i won't be back until late i have a date tonight And it's like, it always wondered, like, what the fuck are like, what are y'all going to do, man? That's one thing I want from, you know what? I'll get into what I want from season three in a little bit. But him and Van, basically, he has this, you know, with his kid's mother, he has this really strange off and on inconsistent relationship. So that's another weight that's, uh, you know, a, a strain that's weighing him down um you know his parents kicked him out he's he's basically you know he's he lives with his girlfriend from time to time but he doesn't have a place to stay you know and people make a joke like yo ain't you homeless but he always denies it because you know he's not necessarily sleeping on the streets but they reveal where he's sleeping at at the end of the season however um yeah man it's a lot of shit that's not waving earns way right now you know but you you know you go to find out that He's a really driven and he's a very intelligent guy. Now, it's crazy. One of the reasons I love this show so much is because while life isn't bad per se, I can relate to a lot of the stress that Earn has on his shoulders. He's a very relatable character for me, man. And especially in the sense that he's just kind of socially awkward a little bit because I'm, you know, people, believe it or not, I'm actually the same way. You know, I try to avoid (laughs) A lot of human interaction and a lot of bullshit at all costs because I know you know I know what that will cost me at the end of the day my sanity my peace of mind so I'm very you know I'm very antisocial at times but you know when you're around certain people they bring out certain things to you and that that brings um Ern's character in season one to his cousin Al aka Paperboy played by Brian Tyree Henry now Paperboy is on the rise He's a rapper on the rise. He's getting his acclaim. People in the town know his name. You know, Darius, played by Lakeith Stanfield, is his right hand man. He sticks by him through whatever. Darius is a very, very awkward character. But as the episodes go on, you find out Darius is not dumb, nor is he blind to anything. He actually drops some of the biggest gems. Uh, out of all the characters in, in, in this uh, entire story, you know, Darius, you really have to pay attention to the shit Darius is saying, and he has actually one of the best solo episodes um, of the entire two seasons that I've seen, but Paperboy is, you know, he's he's getting the acclaim, he wants the money and the fame, but Paperboy is realizing what comes with it, you know, haters, the weird ass fans that he encounters throughout the (laughs) throughout the series man this dude and one of the things about paperboy is that you don't know if he's going to snap on who you don't know if he's going to play it cool because there's scenes where like people want to take pictures with him and he's just standing there is like just so so plain and he's just so he's just looking so awkward man like so i don't you know there are hints that he wants the fame, but he's not sure if he's if, if he's ready for what comes with it. But, you know, he wants to take it on full speed ahead, whatever the cost may be. But, um, you know, so that brings Earn to Al and he wants to be his manager. So at first, Al is kind of like, yeah, man, I haven't seen you since my mom's funeral. And we ain't been tight like that in years. Get the fuck up out of here type stuff. He ain't trying to hear it. But what does Earn do? Because Earn is resourceful. He gets his cousin Paperboy's song played at the radio station. He pulls some strings. He puts up a couple of dollars to get his song played. And, you know, when Al gets wind of that, he's like, okay. And I love the dynamic between Al and Ern because a lot of shit goes unsaid between them. You know, it's it's like an unspoken agreement and unspoken truths between these guys for episodes on end. And I got friends like that you know, one friend in particular, I got like that, where we could go through some shit, and the next day, or hours later, we don't even speak about it, everything's cool, and that's kind of what happens, you know, Earn, or he gets cursed out by Al, and then when he, Al hears his song on the, on the radio, he's like, yo, man, um, I need you to meet me here, we need to talk, <laughs> so they, you know, uh, Ern walks up, and he just passes him a blunt, they sit in the car, they dab each other up, and they smoke, you know, and they just listen to the Paperboy song that's, that's in constant rotation on the radio, so, One of the things that's great about season one is that's the season where they're hustling. They're hustling to make it. They're pounding the pavement to try to get shit done. But of course, anybody that's chasing after something, chasing after a dream, whatever it may be, whatever your dream or aspiration may be, we know pounding the pavement ain't always sweet. We know that it's a tough road. You're going to hit roadblocks and detours and everything. Like I talked about this in my episode where, you know, I hit 200 plus spins and I was trying to give motivation to people out there where it's going to be tough. You know, you're going to get knocked down multiple times along the way, but that's exactly what is happening to them in season one. And it's both, it's sad to see but they make it funny as shit. One of my favorite episodes is called The Club. And Paperboy, you know, he, he's got a VIP section in the club. He's over there with Earn and Darius. And they chilling. They popping bottles and shit. <laughs> but the club promoter, you know, the club promoter, owner, he is ducking and dodging Earn every chance he gets. He's dipping off into the crowd. He's sliding behind, like, uh, you know, James Bond type of uh activated walls and shit to go into his, you know, into his office, <laughs> and they're just trying to get paid for the club appearance, so when Earn goes to get the money, you know, Paperboy's not thinking nothing of it, he's getting played by chicks in the club, he's getting played by dudes in the club and all this shit, he's he's not having a good time all around, so Earn goes to get the money, and the club owner is just deducting everything, he's like, yep, we had to pay for security, we had to pay for extra bottles, so you get $750 or whatever, however much money he gave him, where he was supposed to get $5,000. So Paperboy, you know, he, he he's he's not as patient as his cousin, man. He's not as patient as Earn. So when he finds out the club owners, you know, dicking him out of the money, he finds his way to the back, breaks down his office door, slaps him, <laughs> punches him, and slaps him around, gets the money he owes him, and then he slaps him, <laughs> he slaps him with the money. And they walk out. They take two cases of beer and they walk out. But this just goes to show that, you know, Paperboy. Not only is he not with the, sh- or is he? He with the shits. But it's going to be a long road for them, man. And you know, you have to wonder after an episode like that, is this the the routine, the method they're going to use for every time they run into a situation like this? Like how how is it going to how is it going to go? Because that's the good thing about the characters of Urn, Al, and Darius is they're three completely different personalities that kind of are involved in the same thing, you know, and to see these guys bounce off of each other, um, for episodes on end, for two seasons on end is just amazing, man, it's, it's so awesome, um, another one of my favorite episodes is Juneteenth, if anybody doesn't know about Juneteenth, please do your research, um, Juneteenth is a very, it's a very deep episode, but they make it, hilarious and it's funny that they that the, this show is written in such a way because an episode like juneteenth where a topic like that is very sensitive it's very touchy it's very controversial they make light of this shit from start to finish you know earn and van they have to act like they're together because she's trying to impress someone who is, you know, uh, she's, I think she's going for a job or something like that, a position, and she wants to impress this woman. So she's like, yeah, please be on your best behavior up in here. So, you know, they go to this mansion, this big, beautiful mansion, and the woman she's trying to impress for this job position is a black woman with a white husband. So that's controversy enough for a lot of people. So they did that on purpose. And, you know, the guy, the 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 husband is trying to just impress earn time after time after time to the point where it's overwhelming he's like yeah man i like tiger woods i like barack obama i took a picture in africa i got african music playing on the you know playing on wax in the background man look at my look at my statues my african statues and shit and it's just so uncomfortably overwhelming man so the whole episode i'm either laughing or i'm like thinking to myself like have i been in a situation like this where somebody was just really overexerting himself doing way too much to try to to try to impress me as a black man it's the show is so relatable i feel like every episode somebody can relate to um kind of kind of sort of now season two is more of a these guys are kind of starting to see the fruits of their labor a little bit the work they put in there's a nice little easter egg in season one where they sell these puppies or something like that and instead of getting money for it, you know, Earn flips out on Darius because he's like, listen, man, he's like, I'm fucking broke. I got a, I got a daughter. I need that bread. But in season two, that pays off and they get a shit ton of money for it. And I love little, um, little Easter eggs like that shit that you put in one uh, early episode of season one that fully comes into fruition for season two. I love payoffs like that because that means that the writers and the director, they know, Fans out there are going to wonder what happened to this or what happened to that. So we'll bless them with it next time around. We're just going to make you wait for it, but it's going to be worth it. Hence, one of the reasons why I think these next two seasons are definitely going to be worth the wait. No doubt in my mind about it. Now, (laughs) season two, man, shit definitely gets escalated a little more. I think I prefer overall, like as far as a binge watch, I think I might prefer season one. Season two is not bad. Uh by a long shot at all it's awesome but season one just uh i don't know i guess it's just the impact it had on me season two definitely advances the story it advances the characters you see more interaction between you know it gets a little deep gets a little heated with um with earn and van also which i definitely needed that because they need some type of closure for their relationship because they're still you know they're still going through their bullshit they're posing as a couple you know they're acting like they're a couple in the public eye but then you know, when they get alone or behind closed doors, it's a completely different story. So I definitely needed some type of closure with those two characters. It wasn't the closure I needed because I'm actually rooting for Ern and Van, you know, even though she's an asshole and she's very materialistic and, you know, it's one of those scenarios where a guy, I mean, as a man, you have to have motivation, but a guy wants a woman to, you know, man wants a woman to stick by him and support what he wants to do. But, You know, the woman in this case, she's like, listen, we have a child together, you know, and um, she needs things. And one of the things she needs is you. So it's like I can understand it on both sides of the fence um, because I've been there before. Like personally, like I'm a parent. I went through certain type of things with uh, my daughter's mother, but it's a whole nother topic. But I can understand on both sides of the fence uh but van is an asshole she's a materialistic asshole she cares about what other people think and that's one of the things i want her character to grow out of i really hope her and Ern really end up making it work but season two you know like i said they start to see the fruits of their labor a little bit they're getting more acclaimed they're getting more um more more types of outlets small ones but every outlet counts and one of my th- two of my favorite episodes from season two, hands down, is another episode centered around Paperboy. It's kind of his solo episode where all he does is go to get a haircut. That's all he does. And that episode goes completely awry, people. Like when I say awry, a fucking awry, because his barber just talks. And anybody that frequents the barbershop, y'all know how it go, man. Y'all get them barbers just talk, they talk more than they cut your fucking hair, you know, this guy, and I think he's a comedian, I just saw him in, like, an Uber Eats commercial, or something like that, I can't remember the actor's name, but his name is Bibby, funny as all hell, man, and the guy does way more talking, and then he's like, oh, I'm," you know, he's answering his phone while he's supposed to cut uh, Paperboy's hair, he already cut a chunk out of it, and he's like, oh, man, I'm at the barbershop, man, I can meet you there right now, and he's like, yo, take this ride with me real quick, Paperboy, I'll cut you as soon as we get back, and they end up on all four corners of the fucking earth doing everything except the haircut so that is like i said man they they write this shit in a way that it's relatable um one episode that my second favorite episode of season two actually is not relatable this is an episode that i watched i turned the ringers off on everything i wasn't paying attention to my phone um I spaced out completely I didn't know what to expect I just know the episode was called Teddy Perkins And when I said that name Any fans of Atlanta out there Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about um, I was I was just completely uneasy um, Watching this Teddy Perkins episode There's a guy He's actually played by Donald Glover But it's Donald Glover in prosthetic makeup That makes him a, He's appearing to be a white man He almost looks like Michael Jackson in a way And I feel like it was kind of um, There were a lot of undertones in that you know uh where it was like a family of musicians or something like that but this this is a like one of the creepiest episodes I've had like The Walking Dead and got shit on this Teddy Perkins episode in Atlanta season 2 it is just one of the creepiest characters one of the most unsettling episodes I've ever seen in my life i think the only thing un- uh, uh, probably more unsettling than that was the the episode in The Walking Dead where they you know Alpha put heads on a pike and that's because people actually died. But you know somebody actually died, two people died in the Teddy Perkins episode. But it's it's very uneasy man. I, I don't even really want to get into it and spoil it because if anybody hasn't seen it, Teddy Perkins, that episode is a must. It is a must. If you're going to watch Atlanta That is an episode you don't want to miss. If you don't want to watch Atlanta, but you're kind of curious about it, watch the Teddy Perkins episode. That's it. It doesn't spoil anything for the rest of the season. It doesn't spoil anything that came prior to that episode. It's just that effective. It could have been like a horror movie short in itself, and I would have been perfectly fine with that. Perfectly creeped out, but perfectly fine nonetheless. Now, with season three coming, um, I don't, you know, I trust that they know what the fans want. And it's not really much on my wish list or my want list for a uh, season three. Like I said, I do want more with Earn and Van. I feel like they need to figure out what's going on because Earn's not dating anybody that I can remember at the end of season two and neither is Van, but they do have this scene where, you know, she's like, I'm tired of waiting. You know, I want to know what's going on with us. I want to be treated like, uh, you know, a woman that somebody adores and loves and not just someone you can fuck occasionally. So they had that ping pong match where she's like, if I win, basically, if I win, it's over. If you win and we work it out or some type shit and she's wanting him to. You know, to put the effort forth, and he's kind of just casually playing a ping pong game, like he's in an old folks' home or something. So she starts, you know, hitting the shit out the ping pong ball, trying to win. So she wins, and I'm from what I can remember, I don't know if he lets her, but he doesn't expect her to hit the ball that hard and really start. But I feel like she that was when she left, she left the ball in Earn's court, and he kind of didn't take the shot. You know I feel like she was giving him a chance to you know when she started hitting the ball and started having that angry face all aggressively and stuff like that she was giving him a chance like I want you to care as much as I care, but if you don't, then fuck it, you know it is what it is so I you know even though they're they can never be on the same page apparently, I would love for Ern and van to to reconcile some type of way, man they gotta have another scene where they just sit down and have a talk as far as like yo, what are we doing here type of stuff. One of the other things I want, Paperboy has to get his respect, man. He got to get his respect. When we last saw him, he was on a plane with Earn and um, and I almost said Lakeith. I mean, that is his name, but he was on a plane with Earn and Darius and Clark County, who was, you know, he's another uh, foreshadow for industry plant rappers, so to speak. But uh, he was on the plane with Earn and he's like, yo, let's get this money. But, you know, he told Earn that You know, you're the only person that has ever given a fuck about me. And I need that in my life. I need that in my corner. So, you know, it was another unspoken agreement amongst the two of them, which I love. But I need for Paperboy to get his respect, man. He's he's grinding. I love this character. He's grinding. He's done some things that he's not proud of. But I feel like for the most part, he he's really hungry and he really wants, you know, he wants his respect more than anything because, you know, when he gets his respect, everything else, the chips might fall into place a little better for him. Uh, I need more weird Darius moments. Like I said Darius drops the craziest gems out of all these characters in this uh in this show. So I need more Darius moments. Don't change anything about him. Just advance the character. Don't uh don't tone it down. You know, don't put push him to the background and you know have him in uh episodes sparingly. Don't do that. Don't do it. Darius is one of the best things to ever happen to the show, man. You know, whether people like his character or not cuz he's always He's always saying he's always saying something, man. There's a scene in season one where they're all in Al's, you know, they're at Al's house and they're sitting in the living room talking. And Darius tell, they're talking about uh are they talking about Malcolm X or Martin Luther King? They're talking about either Martin Luther King or Malcolm X. And Darius is like, oh, that's not true. And nobody's seen the body since the funeral. <laughs> and Ern is just like, Well, that's how funerals work. <laughs> But Darius, man, that's that just goes to show his character is he has some of the best lines, man. Sometimes they don't make sense, and sometimes they make perfect sense when you read into the context of what he's talking about. So I need more weird Darius, man. I need more cameos. You know, Cat Williams was one of the better cameos that I've gotten in this show, and while he was only in one episode, um, I it was called the Alligator Man. I think it was the. I want to say it was the first episode. I'm I cannot remember which episode. It was season two though. But Cat Williams, it was good to see him on screen again. I feel like Atlanta. You don't have to have a whole bunch of cameos, but when you put them in there, you know they 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 always they always make it special for people. So you know we're not they don't shower over the cameos and just put this person in there and that person in there. Like you know Empire started doing that a lot, and it was kind of getting on my nerves because it was it was taken away from the shine of the main characters because i'm like okay i'm actually starting to like exhibit here i'm actually starting to like wood harris and forrest whitaker and then something always happens to these characters and then we're back to you know we have to adjust back to the main player so i say use the cameos sparingly but i need i would like to see more cameos of people that you know your eyes light up when you see them in the tv show especially a tv show like atlanta another thing i want is a taste of the business you know i want these guys to Not only get the respect they deserve, you know, as far as Earn, Al and Darius, I want them to not only get the respect they deserve, I want them to get to get a feel of professionalism. You know, they've been to radio stations and performed here and did this and that and all this other stuff. But I want them to get that feel of the industry and I kind of want them to be overwhelmed by it, like in a sense of, well, this is what y'all wanted, right? If you can't handle it, then maybe this isn't the lifestyle for you. Like, I hope they have an episode like that where they kind of question like, yo, is this really what we want to do right now? Because we might be biting off more than we can chew. You know, where there's always a moment when you're chasing a dream, I feel like there's always a moment that's going to test you. That's it's going to make you take a couple steps back like, wait. I need to figure out if I really want to do this or not, and that'll be awesome for them to do that in the show, for them to have like a, you know, a a revelation type of moment and really start to second guess what's going on. Um, Lastly, I need some callbacks to season one, like anytime season three or a third entry for a movie or something pops up, you have to have some type of callbacks to the original. And I feel like just some type of subtle callbacks to, um... Season one will be appreciated. You know, you know, nothing major. Like I said, my my wants and needs for a season three are are very minimal because I, you know, these are guys that are in the pilot seat and I trust them and I don't fly. So I definitely trust these guys to definitely bring the ruckus for season three and season four. You know, depending on how season three goes, season four should be another banger. yo. But I got one thousand percent faith in in this uh in this series as a whole and definitely in the next seasons to come so as i wrap it up peoples you can follow this podcast on anchor spotify itunes google podcast apple podcast overcast Podcast breaker and radio public shout out to anchor for trying to get the podcast on bigger platforms shout out to the two reviewers out there Y'all are getting me closer and closer to the 300 mark. So I definitely appreciate y'all. Appreciate the love and support that y'all have been showing me for day one. And it's crazy. It's only been a three-month span. But it's rolling, man. It's rolling. I'm really proud of the progress I'm making. Progress we are making. Because we are, you know, we're we're a unit. You know, I, I love the supporters, the fans, whatever. You know, y'all, you guys definitely keep me afloat. And y'all keep me... Keep me pushing. Keep me motivated, man. You know, y'all are one of the main, one of the big things that keep me motivated out there. Um, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Romero Tutor. Follow the Facebook movie group, the Cinemaniacs. We talk movies, TV shows, like Atlanta in this case. Um, music, video games. Every once in a blue moon, whatever you have it. Except it's not religion or politics based. We don't play that shit up in there. Not up in here, but. Yours truly, people, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in a Can. I'll check y'all on the next one.